0: Joined today by Julia Milner, who is a professor of leadership at ETEC Business School. That's a French business school with regional campuses in Nice and in Paris elsewhere, but also a campus in Singapore and London. Along with some of her colleagues, she's conducted research that explores the underlying problems of micromanagement and how employees can avoid this with some very handy and easy to digest tips Julia thank you so much for joining us here today
1: well I'm delighted to be here thank you so much for the invitation and can't wait to explore the topic of micromanagement and what to do about it with you okay
0: so how does one know that one is being micromanaged I'll let you into a secret I was actually thinking about my husband because sometimes he says You're just being too controlly. Don't micromanage me. (laughs) Uh, Although (laughs) I was just wondering how one actually knows if one is being micromanaged. Is it an emotional, psychological thing? Is it always because someone is being micromanaged or are there some people who from a management perspective actually are better in jobs where they ha- don't have to take much guidance because you do, in fact, say somewhere. It doesn't mean that leaders shouldn't provide answers in, in necessary situations. I- is it very clear if one's been micromanaged? And, and, and how, how, how might you know that? Wow, that's a very,
1: very good and very extensive question. I think there are lots of sub-questions underneath it. Maybe to start off, um, I think there are different types of micromanagers and I think some are probably very easy to spot and you you will immediately notice if you're being micromanaged I think it's it's kind of like the picture we have probably all in our mind when we think about a micromanager as somebody who's grumpy and gives directions and you can never say anything and you get like do this and then this and then this and it's all the details and you go like oh gosh okay (laughs) so that's probably quite obvious to spot And then there are other types of micromanagers, um, which are maybe not so obvious to spot. So one is uh, is a term I coined, and it's called the motivational micromanager. And it means um, these managers care a lot about their team. They're very enthusiastic also for For growth and for, for for motivating their team, they want their best for their team, but somehow they ended up in uh, being directive as well but uh, they hide their advice or their direction more uh, behind the enthusiasm so and there are different indicators maybe that you're being micromanaged so one is what I call the yes but game so <laughs> you 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 might be making a a, a, a suggestion or asking a question and then the other person always says yes that's a good idea coming from you but we can't do it <laughs> and, and so and so they limit maybe your expression Um other typical signs are that they hide their advice behind a question have you not tried this why don't you go and do that but it's more that you feel Probably more limited in in kind of like getting your view in or getting your ideas out or you feeling maybe limited in your creativity um, or your viewpoint. I would say these are maybe indicators. But again, um, a micromanager might have very good intentions, especially the motivational ones. and there, it would be probably more helpful to gently <laughs> showcase what is happening, um, and, and and turning it on its on its head and by expressing, for example, and saying, "Hey, I would really love if you could just listen for me for one minute, and then you can ask me one question." <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 that sometimes helps uh, helps a bit more. But I think no, people notice it, and um, but they still might be thinking, "Oh, wow!" But this person is so lovely and so enthusiastic, and um, but still. That doesn't mean that you might not be be micromanaged and have a, a limitation of getting your own ideas and thoughts. In.
0: Thank you so much for bringing that point to life. And and just as some background, as as we're into the interview, let's just jump into it. Yeah, um, Julia, your team began by identifying the three common features in micromanagement, uh, and as you've just been unpacking for us there. I'm just going to summarize those. uh, A lack of dialogue in interactions, so people just aren't given the chance to share their thoughts or I guess be their true selves if they can't communicate what they're thinking. The next point you say is a lack of empathy and consideration of emotions which seems to me very much to tie into that first point in terms of understanding where people are coming from and giving them the chance to express themselves and then thirdly you talk about leaders giving detailed instructions which I guess is where people will associate micromanagement, instead of letting people problem solve, empowering them, yes. or enabling them to share uh, an opinion uh, or or an insight. And I guess from what you're saying, my takeaway is this: you have someone who is a talented employee, very committed to the role doing all that is required to do a good job but if they are being micromanaged then their full potential is going to be limited they may not stay in the role as long as 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 they would uh i imagine that it will hamper their communication with with teammates in in fact everything it would seem gets impacted If someone is being micromanaged and what you're saying is that, correct me if I'm wrong, life isn't perfect. Sometimes all of us might have to transverse a period where we're working for a less than ideal boss for however long. But it's not the end of the world because there are actually some things that you can do. These tips that you've created to help mitigate against or even avoid being micromanaged. Have I got that correct? Yes, I mean, I, I actually want
1: to empower people back. So sometimes, yeah, we might have a great manager and maybe sometimes not so much. But I, I want to empower people and tell them there are still certain things that you can do. I mean, without taking away from them the challenging situation they might find themselves in. But I think there are some things that team members, employees um, can do to mitigate the effects. And and again, I want to stress that not every micromanager has bad intentions. And sometimes they actually appreciate (laughs) the feedback or, yeah, different ways of working because micromanaging, as you're pointing out, is not only often very demotivating for the person receiving it, but it actually also has negative effects for the manager themselves because they're becoming the bottleneck for decision making. And it means they spend a lot of time fighting fires. And if you're constantly firefighting, you actually can't spend any time on strategic tasks. So it's actually quite quite stressful for them as well. Um, so there are negative effects involved as well. So why not, you know, support the leader in this in this case um, to, to maybe find different ways. And um, yeah, absolutely. I, I love the expression where you said, uh, yeah, life is not perfect. It's not. <laughs> and I think that is also a good tip uh, for both uh, the manager, but also the employee. Um, I think often micromanagers are trying to hold on to control and um, they want to have control of the situation because there's so many factors around us that are uncontrollable, right? And... Um, but it doesn't mean that the idea or the direction, the advice that the micromanager has is actually always the best solution forward. Quite the opposite. I would challenge um, this thought because often the team member works much closer on a topic and they have much more insights. Maybe what are the pain points of the clients? What What's actually going on? How could we improve processes? So don't expect perfection. I think in order to counteract um, micromanagement, we have to embrace the idea of trial analyze and trial again, so I'm specifically avoiding the term error or mistake because I think that hampers creativity, yes, of course, we need to set some some boundaries we don't want to have any huge yeah mixed mistake coming up, but creativity and innovation can only nourish if, if if we are encouraging others to trial out new things new approaches to put forward ideas how can we make it better and I would really yeah challenge the notion that uh, the leader knows best because this type of leadership is no longer sustainable I mean in the past yes leaders were the experts they were probably also promoted based on the technical expertise but this is changing um, in times of AI project work new generations coming up sustainability everything it, it's it's not doable anymore so the leader has to yeah redefine and refine maybe their role in in, in how to lead and so i think uh, yeah we're all going through this <laughs> process together so why not support each other mm.
0: well leaders know best y- y- i agree with you that this whole notion of the the, the hierarchy. And uh, in, indeed, the future of work, as you say, with with AI, is a thing of the past now. And I love this idea that in this flatter, fairer, more equitable workplace, that 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 it makes absolute sense for someone who would previously have been categorised as a subordinate to uh, do what you s- suggest and to to be upfront and uh, very clear and encourage and two things come to mind if I may mm. the first is that there will be managers in the workplace who have a tendency to micromanage but who at the same time are perhaps more open to suggestion are perhaps a bit better at listening and for whom the tips that that you've suggested may make more of an impression. than than, than others so let me rephrase that am I right in thinking that there's sort of a spectrum (laughs) of micromanagers where you've got ones at one end of the spectrum that may be a bit too far gone to make that much of an impact and are there other people who when even being made aware of the fact that they're micromanaging could respond surprisingly fast and change quite quickly when they're aware of what was going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- this is what I found in my research studies
1: and, 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 and trainings I, I do with leaders. Actually, those who are open to learning and open to receiving feedback, they can actually change quite quickly. So in a two-day or five-day course on those core skills of empowering such as empathy, listening, asking questions, feedback, helping with goal setting and so on, you can improve very quickly and often These type of, if you want to call it a spectrum, you know, these more like motivational micromanagers, again, they have such good intentions. They just didn't have the right technique or tool to get it across. And as soon as they see themselves, for for example, recorded in, in, in communication interactions, they can see it for themselves. So they might have already been using questions, but they've been using only close questions. So these are the typical ones like, why don't you try this? Or have you not tried that? Or... Why don't you go and do this? So you, again, you hide your advice behind a question. But they were not doing this because they wanted to hold on to control. It was just the natural way of of doing it. But I think we have to, you know, allow more for a space to happen. So which means ask an open-ended question. So what would you say is, you know, the first thing we should do? Or what have you received uh, or perceived as the main challenge here? Or what has been the most common, um, you know, reaction from the customer or whatever it is. But ask open-ended questions. So, So with what, how, and so on. So that that people can actually, you know, come up with their own ideas and are not so restricted because if you ask a closed question, I can only say yes or no. Yes, I've tried this. No, I haven't tried this. (laughs) Or, or, Or people reacting with the yes but on the other side. So yes, I could try this, but it won't work, you know, so it's better to do this. But I think it's also very important what you stated at the start of, of our conversation that not every um, situation is conducive to, for this type of empowerment. And I think we should not, you know, let leaders get away with, oh, okay, well, then I have to do nothing. I, I just have to sit back. I don't have to support. I don't have to do anything. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. I think um, just that the role and the nature of leadership is changing. And we have to equip leaders more with techniques and tools so that they can empower others but as with anything also leadership you know needs to be needs to be learned and it's often you know yeah for some people it comes more naturally sure but it's often something that you know leaders do need to learn but they can learn it quite quickly so let's support leaders and i think that's the the important role of organizations to provide that learning um, and development for leaders so that they can also have the time to take a moment, take a pause to self-reflect. Because if we're just busy, busy running, where's the time to fine-tune my empathy skills? I mean, that's that's crazy, yeah. So we have to allow for leaders to develop. But no, absolutely, they should be there, and they should also support. And if it's a situation, for example, where the other person really doesn't know, so somebody who's new to the organization, um, and, and you keep asking, yeah, well, how do you how do you want to do that? And they they don't know. I mean, that that's just nonsense. You know, don't don't do that. But I think. More more often than not, there are more situations where leaders could empower others and create innovation, creativity um, than not. So often leaders get away with and say, oh, no, Julia, I, I don't have time for this. I can't do this or this doesn't work. <laughs> and if they actually look really into it and if they once experience themselves the power of empowerment, I think most people are actually, yeah, they're hooked and they, 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 they're keen to support because they want their team to thrive, obviously.
0: Of course, there's a huge amount of management, development, training, coaching, etc. out there. What you're recommending, these easy-to-follow tips for employees who want to avoid being micromanaged. I, I just wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on a scenario where you've got a team and... It's not just one person in the team that's really fed up with the way that they're being micromanaged. Imagine they're at lunch with a colleague or a couple of other colleagues in the team, and they all start <laughs> talking about the fact that they're yeah. really fed up with the way that they fail their is breathing down their necks and trying to control everything. What would you recommend could? People in that situation have a plan for managing their boss in that scenario or would you recommend against that and suggest that it's something that really needs to be done individually rather than taking a, a team approach? Mm. Uh, th-
1: uh, that's a tricky one. I, I guess it de- depends really on the manager and how much the team perceives that they are open You know, to feedback. I think we have to be careful not to ambush people or to make them, you know, lose their face. Um, I I think that that, that's very important. So we also have to be kind of like gentle (laughs) with how we deliver feedback. That does not mean that it cannot be critical, but, you know, it, it, it should always be constructive and it should be something that we can we can change in the future. So I would very much say it depends on how they think the manager will perceive it. I mean, often it's, of course, less threatening if you have one-on-one conversations than, you know, if the whole team sits down and say, hey, boss, we really have to <laughs> tell you <laughs> this is not good. That is, for everybody, it, it, it's, it's more threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, But again, I, I, I think also it depends on how far has this gone and how far has the micromanagement been going. And if it's somebody who's... Um, power hungry, then um, also I think the team should protect themselves and maybe then it's better to get the HR department involved in in that case. But usually, you know, I would just go with a very informal first, you know, coffee chat, coffee catch up and just providing some examples and it's also good to maybe showcase the things they're doing right and that are good. So sometimes you can, by showcasing and saying, hey, that time you you really let me come up with my own idea. You were asking me two questions. I really appreciate that because that had positive effect on me that I was able to create this great project idea. So I think sometimes it's also good to give positive feedback (laughs) where things are working and to signal Maybe, you know, as a first very nice attempt, uh, this is good. So please do more of that. Yeah. And then, of course, we can also add in and, and, and it would be great for me if we could do less of that, but always describe what impact it has on you. What would be the positive gain if if, if this behavior would be changed? But I think, yeah, we all need to be, we need to all be kind in our feedback. And again, it can be critical, but it has to be constructive. And it has to be forward-looking.
0: Yeah, I I mean, as as you were talking there, that became very clear that if it's one person as an individual, they've got uh, control over the situation such that they can ensure that it doesn't get out of control, it doesn't seem uh, aggressive, it doesn't become political. Although there could, if there were a group, perhaps be a situation where it was time to go to HR and and to just say, look, you know, (laughs) we need help. Um, But no, that that makes uh, a lot of sense there. If I may, I just want to go back to the methodology for your research, which included analyzing thousands of video interactions. Could you just explain what exactly did you do to glean this information.
1: Yes, yeah, so we uh, we let um, leaders have short, you know, interactions. On it was actually topic of, of of time management, and 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 we said to them, can you please coach another person, you know, in a in, in a short interaction? So it was like limited to five minutes and so um we did this before any any training and 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 this is where i stumbled across this um species of the motivational micromanager because a lot of people they they thought they can be in this Coaching mode, or can be very motivational if they deliver their message with a lot of chaka and yes, you can do it, and I have the greatest idea. You're gonna do this now, so plan your day, then use a timer, then do this. And is it clear? You (laughs) know. So there was a lot of motivation, so that was really good, and it was displayed, you know, in their facial expressions and their tone of voice and so on. But at the end of the day. I realized they were really advising um, people what to do. And so what we did with this video interactions was the leaders themselves uh, watch them to see. And then we let them also let peers watch them. They did not know which peers was watching which video, but we let them analyze it and say, hey, what do you see there? How is this? Is this good? Is this empowering? <laughs> what, what what do you see here? And then we let also expert coaches. So these were people who had like a credit certificate or a master degree in, in coaching. So they had lots of intensive training in coaching. And they had also work experience, leadership experience, and um, also analyze. The videos because they had a bit more of a neutral uh, view. And so um, we did this at the start of a training, and then they went through training course and learned all these skills that I just mentioned, such as questioning techniques, listening techniques, feedback, goal setting, empathy, um, solution-orientated approach, and so on. And then we repeated these uh, video interactions to see with a different person and often also a different topic just to see um, how has this changed. And it was really impressive to see that in a very short amount of time, people were able to um, amp up their empowering um, style very quickly. And um, it, of course, also changed the whole interaction because the other person they were um, coaching it came up then, you know, with the idea themselves. And um, it's, much more, it's much more motivating for most of us, but it's also much more likely that I will execute this idea if it comes from myself. Um, yeah, so it was wonderful. It was wonderful to see the progress.
0: Yeah, I think what we'll do, actually, for our listeners is we will list out separately the seven tips uh, alongside the uh, podcast chat so that people can pick those up easily. Is there anything that we haven't touched on regarding the research that you think it would be? helpful to look at no
1: i i think it's uh, i i think i want to calm on the one side the leaders down (laughs) because i think you need to have a good look at yourself and and not go like oh no this is something that could never happen to me but i want to assure you that it actually happens to a lot of people and there's nothing shameful about it and it doesn't mean that you are a bad person it often means you you you, you might be caring a lot about your team, maybe too much. <laughs> and I wanna really, yeah, encourage leaders to to investigate and, and really invest in those in, in those topics. Also we mentioned empathy. I I guess that's also a very big one. Um empathy does have a place in business. Um it's absolutely it has a place in business. Um it's actually what employees, you know, are demanding. Yeah. They they want to have an organization that cares about them. So it's absolutely um vital, um, I think, to invest in this and and don't think like, oh, these are just so basic skills, of course I can listen, of course empathy, I, I know. Because if you actually dig down, most people do not know how to showcase it and it does not mean that we become actors or anything but I think it helps if you are aware of some do's and some don'ts and if you practice if you analyze and if you receive some feedback I think that's very helpful in, 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 in working with those skills so that's the one side but of course I also want to empower the team members and the employees um, to yeah to feel free to, to to speak up and to gently nudge and say hey <laughs> this is working for me um, and this not so much because again if, if you're dealing with a motivational micromanager they are very open to this, and uh, they want to um, improve and enhance, um, and uh, they're very interested in the, yeah, that everybody is is motivated and cared for, and if you're dealing more, yeah, with the other extreme of the micromanager, um, then of course also to get some support as we were talking before with your team or, yeah, if needed with HR. So I think that's um, also very important.
0: So there it is. I'm sure we've all come across people who are on the micromanagement spectrum. Thank you, Julia, so much for deep diving into this fascinating topic today. Thank you.